Welcome to Assassination on this Tuesday, the 23rd of November, two days before Thanksgiving. So first and foremost, I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving holiday. Remember to shop small on Saturday. So Friday's Black Friday, this is the marketer in me, Friday's Black Friday, I will have awesome Black Friday deals for me and all my clients that I create content for. Just, just putting it out there. So if you want, um, I'm gonna have free downloads for some of my um, best-selling books. I'm gonna also have some of those books are gonna be on sale for the weekend. Not all, particularly some of them. The most popular books though, by the way. Um, my coffee brand is gonna have free shipping and some coffee's gonna be on sale. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, and I have, um, I'm going to have a 50% off for a social media workshop. I know I'm going to do that. I got so, oh my God, I got so, tons of things. Um, also my coffee brand, I have accessories. So some of those are going to be on sale or free shipping too. Um, and then I have freebies. If you, um, if you subscribe to this podcast, you will be entered in a contest to win a prize pack, and that's over $100 worth of stuff. So I would do that. <laughs> it's only $2.99 a month. It's not, I'm not asking for like, you know, you to burn your pocket for me. $2.99, you get a whole buttload of freebies and exclusive content. And then also I'm going to give out freebies to the first 10 people who subscribe. So. It's going to be a blast on Friday. And then there's super small Saturday. I like to, I, I, it's small business Saturday, but I call it super small Saturday because you know what? Everybody on Saturday should go to a small business in their community, in their town. Go to a couple of them. I like to go to three on super, on small business Saturday and support three local businesses. I'm not going to tell you which ones they are. Because each year it's different for me. I like to mix it up. But um, I also have some content for Small Business Saturday that I will throw out there on my Facebook page and probably my Instagram in my Instagram stories. So I'll check those out. And maybe I'll throw it on Twitter. I don't know. We'll see. Because um, one of the small businesses that I'm going to go to can ship to wherever you are. So um, that's cool. Um, and then we have Cyber Monday. I know everybody's so excited about that. And then we have Giving Tuesday, which is very important. So look at all my social media this coming couple days. So on Thanksgiving, Friday, Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday, those are the five days that I will have awesome content out there for you guys. Um, I will not be doing, obviously, the sassy show on Thursday, and I will not be doing the recordings of a fangirl, hashtag sarcasm, because it is a holiday. So today is basically like a day I have to get like all my stuff together for myself. Then tomorrow, I gotta just to schedule all the content for my clients, and then I'm done. Done, 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 done then I will take a break. So I will work half day tomorrow. So I'm so excited. Half a day tomorrow. Yippee, yippee, yippee. Yippee, yippee. And then I'm off Thursday. I'm off Friday. I will be on social media though on Friday here and there. And I will be on social media on Saturday and Sunday. And then, and Monday obviously. And then it's back to work Tuesday. 
So, um, which will be exciting, I think. <laughs> I think. Um, but I hate, I hate having to go to the grocery store, which is where I have to go to today. Ugh. And then one store that's next to the, st the store, next to the grocery store, because I need to get, let's see if they have something. Because a lot of stores don't have things. Like certain stores, even before this problem with supplies and stuff happened, like some stores don't carry things. Like you have to go to like a certain store that, that carries one product that you like and the other stores don't carry it. I hate that. But anyhow, that's my pet peeve of the day. <laughs> um, so football. What can we talk about with football? Oh, there's a couple things. A couple things that I can um, throw out there. Like, so, yeah, yeah, we know, my, Monday Night Football was a waste. Really, I mean, seriously. Um, but the only thing I enjoy now about Monday Night Football is watching Peyton and Eli. Um, obviously, the Giants lost. They got their, their asses whooped. 30 to 10, but, and they never scored after they, they tied it, you know, 10-10. Um... And Daniel Jones had a terrible game yesterday. He was awful. But somebody mentioned yesterday, um, wouldn't it be incredible to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl? I don't know how awesome that really would be. Because you have the Tom Brady haters who won't root for him. And then you have those same people are still near... New England Patriot haters. So who, who they root for in the Super Bowl. But that would be one of the most watched ever Super Bowls. I can guarantee you that would be. As a mark from a marketing standpoint, that would be fucking awesome. As a mark from, oh, just, I, oh my God, I'm like drooling for that. That would be so awesome to create content for that. Because you will have an audience that you've never had before. Now, I'm going to say this. In order for Mac Jones to be the quote-unquote new Tom Brady and replace him, he would have to win that Super Bowl. If he loses that Super Bowl, it's still Tom Brady's, you know, he still, he still owns, he, you know, he still owns the New England Patriots. He still owns the Super Bowl. Um, you know, that's his domain. That, that's still his domain if he wins. But Mac Jones would have to beat him out in order for him to then, quote-unquote, take over. Um, just him getting there wouldn't mean anything. He would have to win. And I literally can see Mac Jones winning a Super Bowl within the next, definitely, two years. I can definitely see him. He, I, I, like I've said, and I'm going to keep saying, he's the best quarterback out of that draft class. He's better than Justin Fields. He's better than Trevor Lawrence. He's better than Zach Wilson. And he's better than Trey Lance. You know, and just remember this, New England got to pick him at number 15. Nobody picked him before the New England Patriots got to number 15. Um, so speaking of those quarterbacks, so um, Zach Wilson. Okay, let's quickly just talk about him because I just find this very intriguing. I do. I find this just very intriguing. Um, um, 
what did I say? Um, bum, 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 bum. Hold on, I have to look. Because it was on Twitter, I saw it. So let me, I'm on it right now. Let me look. Um, oh, so Robert Sully said, the previous jet re regimes have gone with quick fixes and then scrambles. He places the plan of Joe Douglas. Here's my thing. Are you kidding me? What fucking plan? The plan to just draft guys, get all these draft picks, and not sign free agents? Not re-sign Marcus May? trade away leadership players like Steve McClendon, who I'm very happy for him, though, that he won a Super Bowl with Tampa because he fucking deserves it. He works so hard. He wants to win. See, that's the difference. You have players that were previous Jets, like <clears throat> Jamal Adams, who don't want to fucking win. They only care about themselves, their brand, and their money. And then you have other players who want to go out there and fucking win. But he traded him away, he got rid of Harrison, he got rid of so many other players that made this Jets team click and run because you had leadership on this team. Um, there's no leadership on this Jets team because you have no veteran players that are like, okay, here we go. And if you think that Mosley is a leader, please, I've said this time and time again, he is far from being a leader. Um, so... Okay, but I'm thinking to myself, what else are you? What else is he going to say in the press conference though that he can't stand what Joe, what JD has done? He's not going to say that either, even if he thinks it. But still, then don't say anything. And that that was stupid. So, so Sally on rebuilding. He understands frustration, but in fairness, this is the first time this fan base has experienced something like this. Usually it has been a quick fist followed by a scramble. Um, not for nothing, but this organization doesn't have the slightest clue on how to develop players. They draft guys and expect them to succeed without developing them. They pull the same crap to Sam Darnold that they're doing to Zach right now. And then I said, um, Seriously? The Jets have, re have rebuilding forever. First it was Pennington, then Sanchez, then Sam, now Wilson. For a guy who supposedly is from this area, where the hell has he been? Where have you been? The closest that they came to ever winning anything was with Sanchez out of that whole entire rebuild. But they've been rebuilding forever. Where the fuck have you been? Oh, maybe yeah, San Francisco. Maybe you should have fucking stayed there. But that's the Jets fans' fault, and that's the organization's fault. Because when he was when he was being interviewed, everyone was like, "Oh my God, we have to hop on him now before another team steals him. We have to get him. We have to get him." Oh my. Just because he makes a great defensive coordinator or just because a coach makes a great offensive coordinator like we've seen in the past does not mean they're going to make a great head coach. And it's all about developing the talent that you get in the draft, not just drafting it and going, okay, here you are. Okay, we're ready. We're ready to see your greatness. 
And then the fucking fan base throws those players under the bus. Because, you know, oh my god, heaven fucking forbid they don't develop on your timeline. Because you know, oh, the fans know all. Fans know shit. Half of them don't even know what football really is. And the other half has never been a coach. And develop players on their own. Like, literally. Go coach. Go coach any sport. I don't care what the fuck you coach. Go coach a sport and then get back to me and tell me how fucking easy it is to develop players. Because half of you have no fucking clue. And while we're on that topic, let's talk about the Panther fans. Because they're clueless too. So, the Panthers put on their social media statement when Cam Newton um, went to... Um, Took, got the touchdown, and then ran back to the middle of the field, right? Ran back to the middle of the field and, and put the ball on the, on the Panthers logo. No, the only statement he made was that he cares about his fucking self, and it's all about him, okay? That's the statement he's been making. It's not about the team. It's about him. Like, I understand, like, he was excited the first game because, you know, he was... He was released, and nobody wanted him, and then all of a sudden the Panthers needed him, and then they called him, and then he said, okay, fine, he came back. I understand that he was excited, and emotions ran high the first game. I give him that. But seriously, did you have to pull that stupid shit? Like, that stuff is the the stupidest shit. And then people go, oh, you know, taunting. Who would he be taunting? Um, The other team? (laughs) <laughs> like, hello, he came to the middle of the field and pounced the ball on the, on the logo and then pretended to open his shirt like Superman. First of all, you ain't still, you ain't Superman no more, honey. You're not. You may think you are. That's great. I love how you think that way, but you're not. All right. Second of all, to the fan base, can you be any more biased when it comes to Cam Newton? Okay. Cam has been running for his life the first the first two games. Why do you think he got ran for those touchdowns? Like, seriously. I just don't understand what you people are not looking at. I mean, we can go. I can I can basically tell you. And then for people thinking. Here, here's something else that people on the Panthers' side have not thought. CMC did not play last year. He got hurt, I think, after the first game. Or maybe it was the second game. And he was out for the whole rest of the season. So that's why Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore got receiving yards over 1,000 yards. Because there was no CMC in the lineup. When CMC is in the lineup, he changes the passing game. He also becomes part of the passing game. In the game against Washington, I'm going to tell you. So CMC ran, he got he had 10 carries for 59 yards. Okay. In the passing game, he got 7 receptions for 60 yards plus a touchdown. Plus a touchdown. That catch he made was great. 
but you take him away. Robbie Anderson only had five receptions for 30 yards. 33-0. He averaged six yards a carry. He's not elite. Okay, now DJ Moore had five carries for 50, averaging 10 yards a carry, and he also had the touchdown. Difference. Um, and then, obviously, he threw to two other players. Now, Cam Newton. He, Cam Newton himself had 10 carries for 46 yards and the touchdown. He averaged 4.6 yards on those 10 carries. But he's running. He's running. The game against the Cardinals. Cam Newton had one touchdown, one touchdown, one rushing touchdown. He had three carries for 14 yards, averaging 4.7. Christian McCaffrey had, like, you know, 13 carries, 95 yards. But also in the passing game, ready? Christian McCaffrey, 10 receptions for 66 yards. Yes, and Robbie had that two-yard touchdown pass. Two-yard touchdown pass. I just want to say that because he only had four carries for 37 yards. So, you know, even when Walker was in, Walker, Walker ran a little bit, but he didn't run that much. He doesn't run as much as Cam does. So, don't tell me that Cam is not running for his life. Cam's a runner. He's become more of a runner than a pocket passer. He runs. And he knows how to do that, and he knows when to do that, because he's been in the league since 2010. Of course he's more experienced than Sam Darnold. He's been in the league longer. Duh! He should be more experienced. So when you Panther fans still throw Sam under the bus, hello? Sam's only been in the league since 2018. And then we have people on the Panthers' side who throw Joe Brady under the bus. Oh, it's Joe Brady's fault. Joe Brady's fault. Oh, yeah, but Sam still sucks. How can Sam still suck if he hasn't have an offensive coordinator that's going to showcase his strengths, not highlight his weakness? If you have, and Joe Brady does, he, he doesn't stick with the play calling. He doesn't stick with things that work. Oh, that worked? Let me get rid of that and put in this play that doesn't work instead. That's exactly how he, that's exactly how he play calls things. Stick with what works. You don't have to make adjustments every single half because you just have to make adjustments for the hell of it. That's like me saying to people to just to date people for the hell of it, which is a whole other story altogether. That's why I don't do that. I, I don't, I, you know, we can go into that in a minute. But holy crap. Wake up. The offensive line is not effective. It's not consistent. Cam Newton is lucky that he got that block on that 24-yard run for that touchdown. If he didn't get that block, he was going to get his head smashed into the turf. He knows that. He's experienced. 
but is still lost. Now, the Panthers. Let's see who they play again. I forget. The Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins obviously beat the Jets. The Dolphins blitz a lot. Look at how the Dolphins were blitzing like you wouldn't believe Joe Flacco on Sunday. Just look at that. Let's, I'm going to just get there. I'll get the stats from that game now. Hold on. So, all right, let's look. Jets. Joe Flacco, he, I mean, he didn't do bad. He had 291 yards for two TDs, and he had 24 attempts for, th and um, 24, um, he was 24 for 39. Um, obviously, now Michael Carter's hurt, and there goes the running game. Um, but even Elijah Moore was running. He had one carry for 15 yards, which wasn't bad. Tevin, Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson are going to have to step it up. Receiving, Elijah Moore, eight, eight carries for 141 yards, averaging 17.6 per carry, and he got one touchdown. So I'm going to say this. Elijah Moore had eight receptions for 141 yards. How many did Robbie Anderson have again, y'all? How many did Robbie Anderson have? He wasn't close to that number, and he hasn't been close to that number in weeks. FYI. Um, but the defense on the Jets, they had one sack. Davis, Davis got the sack. But let's look ready at... Here's the Dolphins. Here's the Dolphins defense. I mean, they blitz. Tackles. Holland, five tackles. Ha another, um, Howard, four tackles. Roberts, three tackles. The list goes down. You have Roberts, three tackles and two assists. Phillips, three tackles. Jones, three tackles. Another Jones, Brandon Jones, two, two tackles, four assists. I mean, everybody on the defense almost had either an assist or a tackle. Don't you think? You think Cam's going to be able to run that out? He's either going to have to really, really run CMC is going to have to really run or they're going to have they're going to have to figure out something in the passing game and do it really quick because you saw how Joe Flacco had to get that ball out of his hands quick he got the ball out in less than two seconds almost all the time because of the blitz and that's what Dolphins do they blitz I just don't say it I just don't I just don't see them winning on Sunday. Because I think right now the Dolphins have the most improved defense. You know, I mean, during their loss to the Bills, 
This is we're talking about um, Miami. You know, um, I'm listening to other stuff here, let's say. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson. Um, we can talk about him. But, I mean, you should, uh, they're definitely back. The Dolphins' defense definitely is in rare form. I mean, everybody called them dead in, in the beginning, but we'll say, yeah. So I was just looking at ESPN. I didn't, I, you know, I think, why are we asking him? Why are we asking Stephen A. Smith anything, really? I mean, I, uh, hello. I, I don't really care what he says. I don't care what anybody on ESPN says, but I just found that, like, extra interesting because he was talking about Lamar Jackson losing the MVP. I don't even know who I would give the MVP to right now at this time. I, I I don't know. That would be a good. That's a good question. Um. Hmm. Who would be the MVP of the league right now? Hmm. I don't know. But I will tell you who the candidates are, who I think the candidates should be. Eh. All right, so, you know, obviously Tom Brady. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, because I just mentioned him before. Dak Prescott should be in the conversation. You know, Josh Allen. Aaron Rodgers, I think, should be part of the conversation. Um, and maybe even Matthew Stafford should be part of the conversation. Um, I don't, I, I really don't think Kyle Murray should be part of the conversation. Sorry, but not sorry. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know, I get it. You know, he, his team was, you know, eight and oh and blah, 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 and yada, 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 but but he still, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't include him in the uh, conversation. And I think he's missed the last two starts. Um, cause then they start Colt McCoy last week. <clears throat> So, and that's why, hello, that's why you have a good backup. When your star quarterback goes down, you need to have a veteran leader quarterback as your backup. And that's why if Zach Wilson isn't ready to start on Sunday, you start Joe Flacco again. Because that's why you brought Joe Flacco in here. Uh, you know, newsflash to the Jets fans, who, by the way, are still complaining like, hello? Um, well, first of all, when, when, this is Robert Solly, so we, um, <laughs> I'm going to see, I'm going to see, bum, 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 bum. Um, Oh, um, 
Solly. Hold on. Wait. He said something. I'm trying to see if I can find uh, what he said. I just had to find it. Um, hold on. I will find where it is. Um, he said something along the lines of like, Zach Wilson has to be mentally ready to come back. Um, I think he's mentally fine. I think he said that because of all the criticism that the Jets organization has gotten. So they're trying to just cover it up. Because, you know, they're going to be criticized. If Zach Wilson comes back and has a really poor game, they they don't really care about Zach. They're trying to cover their, themselves up by saying he needs to be mentally ready. I think he's fine. And to all the Jets fans, and I will even say Maggie Gray from WFAN, um, why the hell would you fucking sit him for the rest of the year? To learn? Then he shouldn't have started at all, and you, you should have had Joe Flacco from the beginning of the year and had Flacco be your starter. And he could have learned watching an experienced Super Bowl champion quarterback start. Hello? No, he needs to go back out there. If he's 100%, he needs to go back out there. And hopefully the fans will support him. Because you still have some dopey fans that are on this Mike White shit. Sorry, but not sorry. He's not the future of the Jets. The Zach Wilson's the future of your team. You drafted him in number two for a reason. Stupid reason, but you drafted him at number two. When you could have gotten, oh, let's take a look at that player that I wanted. That's a good idea. So here's who I wanted the Jets to take. Um, I'm going to see what his stats are. Dun, 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 dun. Hold on, I have to find. Let me find his name. Okay, stats. Here we go. Now, I suck at... I suck at pronouncing names. Stats. Uh, I don't need his info. I just want his stats. Okay. Career. Let's do a career. Blah, blah, blah. No results available. Why can't we? Mm-hmm. Recent games. Okay, hold on. I'm going to look this up. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so serious. Let's look this up. All right. They lost to the Browns. He's on the Lions, by the way. Receiving defense. Bum, bum, bum. Don't know, don't know. Where is he? I'm like, um, where did he go? Did I pass him? I don't know. I'm just trying to, oh, I'm, oh no, I'm like on the wrong team. Oh, mighty. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's, it's, is it my, it's my Monday. 
Like, wait a minute, where is he? Alright, well, I don't see him. But I do want to look, I, I do want to look up. Um, because I, I'm just curious to know. Oh, he's an offensive tackle. That's why. Um, okay. Ready? With the seventh overall pick, the Detroit Lions took uh, Oregon offensive tackle, Sewell. C-S-E-W-E-L-L. -L. I'm totally... Um, you know, um, he did struggle in week four and five, but he turned it around in the last three games. He has had no pressures or sacks allowed in week 10 against Pittsburgh when he moved to right tackle to accommodate the return of Taylor Decker at left tackle. On Sunday against the Browns, he did not allow a single pressure and earned an 81.1 grade from the pro football focus. Over the last five games, which is six weeks, he has had the sixth highest overall grade among all offensive tackles. It's fair to assume he's the only one in the top 10 who has started multiple games at both positions over that stretch. So he's had 174 pass blocking snaps. Five pressures, zero sacks allowed. And that's in his last five games. That's who I wanted the Jets to draft to protect Sam Darnold. See, so you build the team around your quarterback. And if Joe Douglas was going to go out there and say that Sam Darnold was the Jets franchise quarterback when he was lying through his caps, that's his mistake. Because you could have used the second pick to pick him. You could have still picked Elijah Moore down the road. You could have still picked Michael Carter down the road, the running back. And you could have still built that team around Sam and not have to get Zach. Now, I'm not saying that Zach's not going to be good because I think he's got talent. I do. I really do. I really think he has some talent. But you have no veteran leadership on this team. You have nobody on this team to help the young guys succeed. And you have a brand spanking new head coach. It, you can't have a new head coach and a new quarterback that's a rookie the same year. That's what they should have kept Sam. And they also are running the West Coast offense. I think Sam would have had a lot of wins with his team, with the Jets. You guys would have had, you guys would have beat the Dolphins. You guys would, you guys wouldn't be like what, 0-10 the last two years again in your division. You would have beat, I think you would have beat Buffalo. You would have beat New England once already. And you would have beaten Dolphins with Sam Donald. I'm not kidding. Your record would definitely be a lot better. But, you know, what the fuck do I know? Anyhow. Anywho, Thursday games and then we're finished. So let's talk about Thanksgiving games. So here we go. Thursday's games. Thursday's schedule. Oh, so exciting. 
I mean, you know, it's not Thanksgiving without football, right? Okay. So let us look. Um, the Bears versus the Lions. Oh my God. Seriously? I can't believe that they're playing that early in the morning. Okay. Stupid commercial. Um, so, okay. 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. Okay, that's Pacific time. Chicago Bears at Detroit Lions. Then it's the Las Ra Vegas Raiders at the Cowboys. Because, you know, the Lions and the, and the Cowboys play every single Thanksgiving. Then you have the Bills versus the Saints at the night game. Although this is, uh, I'm, I'm on the wrong page here. I'm on the um, West Coast page. So, wow. So, West Coast at 9.30 in the morning. Can you imagine you waking up? Instead of watching the parade, you're going to watch football? <laughs> Although, seriously, who really watches the Thanksgiving parade anymore anyway? You're just watching people walk down holding balloons. Like, that's why you'll never find me in New York City on Thanksgiving, standing there watching balloons. I don't need to watch balloons go down. And then, watch, and then you watch the bands and stuff like that. I do like the cheerleaders, obviously, but... If you're not standing in that specific area, you're not going to see any of the performances. And all the people on balloons are lip syncing anyway. Why wants to, like, who wants to watch that? Seriously. It's fun. Fine. And then, of course, I think Thanksgiving is when we have the dog show, too. I think that's when the dog show comes. Yep. The National Dog Show is on Thanksgiving. That's on, it, it's always on Thanksgiving after the parade. So the Thanksgiving parade is from 12 to 2. And then the dog show happens after that. But I'm watching football. So good luck to all the doggies out there. Um, which some of them, Lord have mercy. I, I'm going to say, Lord have mercy. Um, but that's about it. So we'll see who wins Thanksgiving. Um, I'm going to say this. I'll make my predictions. I think Detroit's going to get their first win. I think Dallas is going to lose. And I think the Saints are going to beat Buffalo. I think Buffalo is in a skid right now. The Patriots are going to win the division. There's my pick right there. Patriots are going to win the division. Buffalo is going to be second. Then you have Miami third, Jets last. There's that division right there. I think the Saints are going to win. Um, I think if they, I don't know who they're going to start. I would start Hill. If he's healthy enough to be start to to be the starting quarterback, I like him at quarterback. I think he's I think he's got some talent. Um, and you can put him pretty much anywhere. That kid, that guy. Oh my God, he can be here. He can he can be a running back. He can be a wide receiver, and he can be a quarterback. He he's got skill. Um. And then who who's um yeah I think uh yeah I think the Raiders are gonna win, and I think the Lions are gonna get their first win. I'm telling you, I, I really think that, I really think so. They're playing the Bears. So, eh, yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to be, and you know, there'll be fun games to watch no matter what anyway. But at the same time, I think Detroit's going to get their first win. Because you know what's going to happen. It's going to start screwing things up for the draft order. It always happens at the end of the year. And I don't think the Jets will be number two. I think the Jets will fall. Because I think the Jets are going to win against the Texans. 
they'll have three wins, they'll fall down to maybe three, third, third position. It'll be Detroit, Jacksonville, number two, Jets, number three. And I think then they'll stay number four with Seattle or five. And then you have the Giants have two picks in the top 10 too. So we'll see what happens. But enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend, everybody. Stay safe and don't do stupid shit. By that, I mean don't drink and drive. There's no reason to be drinking and driving, regardless of who the hell you are a celebrity, an athlete, or a regular person. With all this technology and all this different stuff that we have, Lyft, Uber, taxis, subways, buses, you're probably going to be near friends and family. You have options. Remember that you always have options. You could always go back the next day and pick up your car wherever your car is. You know, leave a note on the car, you know, too drunk to drive, coming back tomorrow to pick it up so it doesn't get towed, whatever. Don't worry about your car. Your car should be the least of your problems. Don't be stupid and drive drunk. I will talk to you all next week.